It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah. Boy, I'm not happy right now. Swerve. Why are you not happy? Because just moments ago, I had to draft Matthew Stafford in the seventh round of my dynasty fantasy football league. Oh, y'all started already? Huh? Y'all started the draft? Yeah, we've been slow drafting for two weeks here. I'm stuck with Matthew Stafford as my second quarterback. because we. Why would you do that knowing that he only got like... And that's forever. Maybe forever. two years. Forever. I, he's my second quarterback. Who's your first? Trevor Lawrence. Smart. Thank you. Now, I waited for that second quarterback. Was, he, who, was Trevor Lawrence your first pick? Yes. Okay. Yeah, the first nine picks in the draft were all quarterbacks, <laughs> including Deshaun Watson who went ninth. Mm. And then I was waiting on that second quarterback for a while, and then a bunch of them just went. I wanted to get Russell Wilson. He went two picks before me for my second quarterback. Now, anyway, if he retires on you in the year, yeah. what happens? I'm screwed. I got to find another quarterback. I'm going to draft Brock Purdy next round. He's still out there, or maybe Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know. I got to, got to. Maybe, maybe I'll draft Baker. Nah, even I can't. Do <laughs> <it>. <laughs> All right, we got a lot to get to today. Tyvis is here. Tyvis, how you doing? You know what? I'm doing well. You know, yeah. I, got, I got something. I'm experimenting after the show. I'm going to eat at this place that my friend's been hyping up. It's called the Crispy Chick. It's on 55th. And Why didn't you invite us? Yeah, you had it? Yeah, it's good. I see. I, I, did well, you get an invite? I, what do you mean? This no, is, I, I this is what an invite. Well, this I don't is, know about you, that. Are you busy? Uh, I mean, I guess I would have time for lunch, although I probably shouldn't be eating fried food. That, I know you that's should. why I didn't want to yeah, invite yeah, yeah. you. Let's, let's hey, with all the stomach problems I've been having, <laughs> fried food probably would not be a good that's idea. That's not a thing. And it I assume it's a fried you. chicken place because yes. it's called crispy, yeah. crispy it's kinda, chicken. It's kind of like cane. Well, Mikey, no, he had yeah. it. I haven't had yeah. it. Mikey, I mean, the place called the like? crispy chick. I assume it's fried chicken. It's like chicken. Yeah, that's what I hear. good. Chicken, it was good. All right, good. I'll, I'll that, check it out sometime. You see, you see, Tybus is Tybus out here moving around. You know, you can always tell when you got that two, uh, two family income. Wow. You, say you got that two. Oh, wow. uh, you got two people, two family income moving yeah. around. You're like, yeah, I'm gonna. You know, when you when you get in the bag, you just start you start going around places by yourself. Yeah, I was just uh, you know some self maintenance. I decided to go to. Uh, <laughs> 
first of all, I decided to go to the Blue Point Grill and have yeah. some oysters. That's a and, lot. And just read a book, you know, just to get yeah. away sometimes. A few sips I'm, of wine, I'm not, you know? I'm not. First of all, first of all, this this will be an order to go. Okay, I have a, I have a huge fear of going to a restaurant and saying table for one. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, I can't do it. I what? can't. I can't. It's just. How am I like you go eat at the bar or something like that? Okay, but like I couldn't go and sit at a table with a chair, an empty chair away across from me and just eat. Really? You've never had a meal? No, it, no, it, unless I went to the I will go eat at the bar. So you've eaten at the bar. Yeah. it's just you don't want to sit at a table by yourself. Yeah, it looks Gee, it looks kind of lonely. No? I don't I've never tried it. You know, I try to I try to stay like married and stuff. So <laughs> I don't know. I, like, I, I am never. but like sometimes you might be out and about. Your wife might be at work. She might be doing something else, whatever. If, if I, I mean, make, it's like you've been married that long. If I make it a habit, she like hold on. I'm confused. No, but like pre-wife. Oh, pre-wife? Um, Did you ever go into a restaurant and say table for one? Nah, not really. Like, I have done that. I mean, usually, I, usually I sit at the bar. It just seems like it's, it's to the crib. It gives you lonely vibes. Like, yeah, people are looking like, at that. Look at this lonely look guy. Look at this lame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look at this That's lame. true. I can't disagree with that. You ain't got no friends. You can't get nobody to come you didn't have no. You ain't got no family <laughs> or friends. That means Tyvis has never traveled for work. Yeah, like when you travel for work or like when I yeah, was. Yeah, when you, if you mean travel, like, so when I took flights. And no, the NFL traveling <laughs> to. Los Angeles to play the Chargers does not. So if I yeah. no, so like the only time when I travel, I usually went by like airport, like I flew. So right. in the airport, well, I would eat. At, I would also. eat at the bar. Yeah, yeah, but like when I would work, when I was working at the radio station, I would get in. Like so, the sh our show was two to seven. I'd get in mo a lot of days at like eleven o'clock. So I'd go in, I'd do whatever for an hour, and then I'd go down to there was the restaurant in the building, you know. Uh, for, uh, yours truly. Yeah. And I'd go down and have lunch. Sometimes, you know, Dustin wasn't in yet or whatever, so I'd go sit by myself. But I would normally sit at the bar. See? Yeah. But what's the difference? And, and, and that's not true, McNuggets. If I did yeah. travel, I would just go to a fast food place. Right. Or <laughs> if I'm traveling, I like to do room service. That too. Like, I get in there, I, you're not going to see me out. Not, like, people would be like, yeah, you know what? We got a couple hours off. In the hotel before we got to go get on the team, like or we got a couple hours off before you got to go do what you got to do. I'm not about to be out in the streets. I feel like them two hours yeah. is for me to lounge. And then when we, and then when I played in the league, when yeah. we went to travel to different places, like if we obviously we went to like Kansas City or something yeah. like that. You get your, you get your little money, your little what is it called? Per diem. Per diem. Yeah. You get your per diem check, and it they like were, you were saying it wasn't cash. It was cash. Yeah. It, it looked it like cash. you were saving yours. Yeah. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. He's the dude that they oh, I ain't spending no per diem. Undrafted player. You know, you gotta hang. I was hanging with the big dog. Right. So they I got it. Don't worry about it. We will yeah. all go out to eat together. So like if it was a place like, for example, we went to Houston. We all went to Papa Do's together. Yeah. So it was like phenomenal place. Said, tell me about it. It's really good. What's yes. that? What's it called? Papa Do's. Papa Do's. What kind of food is that? Ooh. Seafood. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really good. What about Kansas City? Like, would you get barbecue? We got there? barbecue. So yeah. we went, I forget where we went, but we they would go get, actually, when I played for Denver, they was good enough to bring it to the hotel. They got it sent to the hotel. When I was with other teams, we would go to different places to try it out. And usually the big boss guy would, whoever making the most money would pay for it. Mm. So I get to save my per diem checks. Yeah, save them. All right, well, that's good. Uh, that's shoe that's money. Good that's shoe money for me. <laughs> them little per, per diems. You buy. Oh, yeah. That's Depending on where we was going, it, I mean, it ranged from anywhere from a hundred dollars to like six, seven, eight hundred dollars. Yeah, that's a lot of if, money. If you like, if we was in Seattle and we was traveling to Cleveland, like, yeah. it's more money. 
So you can stay, bro. You get out. And, and, and they stack still, it up. And they still and they still feeding you. Yeah, you still they, get they, they still feed you. The further you travel, the more per diem you got. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. So like when I was, I think the most I've gotten, we were in Seattle and we was playing Tampa Bay. Yeah. Oh so yeah. that was obviously a long flight, and I swear it was like it wasn't a thousand, but it was yeah. very close. I wonder to why it's more well, more mileage, more money. That's weird. Do you, this yeah. just dawned on me. Do you know how filthy rich? You have to be to own a team, and not only you pay all the players, you play all the staff, yeah. all the equipment people. Right. You pay for renovations on the stadium. You pay. You pay so much money yeah. that you even give them per diem on the road. <laughs> How? Right. What kind of bag do you gotta have for that? Right. Like that's crazy, and they don't even think about it. Yeah, just yeah. And we don't even like. I wonder like how many people actually if like think about work that. for a franchise. Forget the players. Yeah, the coaches. Just, yeah. just regular like how many office people. Building office staff, clerical, right. like team man, like it's crazy. And if you if you're the Browns, there's always some shenanigans in the office. So you're firing people. There's shady <laughs> business going on. We've seen that allegedly. Like, why not there, allegedly. Why do we always have to look at the Browns? Because they, Bull thinks that Bull and Jason Lloyd think they got a syndicate up there. Oh, there's some there's some stuff. <laughs> Shadow organization. Shout out Alex Shiner. All right, let's oh, uh, let's keep it moving. You know what? Keep it moving. Mikey McNuggets is behind the scenes today, as always. <sighs> we got Anthony Earls working from home, and Bull, you're coming off a big fat W, and you're better the day yesterday. You're going with that big fat. I didn't appreciate that. Yeah, but okay, I, didn't I got a W. Fine, a skinny little W yesterday. <laughs> yes, I had the, the Giants. Day. It cashed, and it was plus money. So that was a plus money winner. That's right. With his bet of the day, and Bulls dipping back into the baseball pool with two more baseball bets. And as always, they are brought to us by Bet Rivers. Hey, Ohio, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be for every single game. Right now is the perfect time to join Bet Rivers Sportsbook because when you use deposit code SPORTS, you receive a second chance bet up to $500. Get in on all the action with weekly specials on your favorite sports like basketball, baseball, and hockey to help you win big. Check out BetRivers.com. Download the BetRivers app today for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. And I'm very excited about today's BetRivers podcast. I spoke with Stacy King, former NBA player. He uh, was first-round pick of the Bulls right before they won their three championships. And he was part of that first series of three before Michael retired, and he was he was gone after that. But um, he, it was a fascinating interview. We spoke for like uh, 40 minutes or something. I wasn't expecting to go that long, but he was really fun. We talked about, obviously, the current NBA, but we talked about MJ. We talked about the last dance. He wasn't on that team, but he gave me some really interesting thoughts on that. We talked about mental health. We talked about food. Uh, a lot of great stuff. So please, it'll be out later today. Check out that my podcast with Stacey King. Uh, we also talked about LeBron with with Stacey King as well. All right, uh, my oh, best oh, for today. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, hold on. What yeah. is what, what is this new text thing down here, McNuggets? I was looking at that too. What is that? Yeah. What if happened? you text the word show to two one six four three five fifteen ninety, we're gonna send, we send out a oh. uh, a daily text blast letting is, you know how do you what's. Guys not tell us about what that. is this? Is that show number? No, that's not my number. That is a Haymarket number. No. And it just sends out a, a little tease of the show. Okay. A little, right. quick tease. Right. Just like the tweet we send out, like the slate you see before the show, but it's yeah. a text directly to your phone. Text the word show. I think we should. 216-435-1590. You'll see those daily UCSS updates. I think we should consider letting the fans text you directly, Mike. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found... Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients 
and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. That'd be crazy, right? They, they already can. We are. If they are, <laughs> if they are paid members, they have access to That's the true. other Haymarket back and forth line where they can text us with questions right. directly. So All right. that has to be a member for this is totally free. 216-435-1590. Text the word show. You receive those daily updates. And, Bull, your two bets of the day. Yes. Are they? So I got uh, both on the money line. The Brewers are a slight favorite tonight in St. Louis. Um, Corp, uh, Burns Cor- is on the mound, yeah. What's that? Corbin Burns, Corbin is, Burns on is on the mound. Uh, you may remember Corbin Burns has been one of the best pitchers in baseball the last few years. First two starts this year, he got absolutely tattooed. So if you look at his numbers for the season, they look okay, not great. But if you actually dive deep into it and see how he's pitched since those <laughs> first two starts, he's been basically the same guy he's been the past few years. He's been back to being lights out. The Cardinals have played better lately, but I, I always like the Brewers when Burns is pitching, especially when they're just a slight favorite. So it's almost even money. Love the Twins on the road today. Sonny Gray on the hill for Minnesota. He's been great all year. Didn't pitch great, actually, against the Guardians of all teams who can't hit. But against everybody else, <laughs> he's been great. Uh, and I still don't love the Dodgers lineup, even though they're playing better. So I'm getting plus money with the with the Twins. So two games tonight. Boy, I, I, need, I, yeah. I need your help. Yeah. Um, Jay was talking about something, and I, I'm recruiting you. Yeah. Because I want, I, I believe that you can bring it home. You've been, I've been, hey. I've been thinking about it in my head, parlays. Yeah. And I want you to help me come up with a daily baseball only parlay. I feel that's where the money is. You gonna put one dollar on it? I'm gonna put one dollar a day. Okay. <laughs> and well, how many games you want? You want a double up? I or? want the big joint. Double I want, up I want, on it. I want a six. You mean seven. like ten games? Yeah, I want. I'm the, never gonna love that many in a day, but I'll give but, you my best. Yeah. Well, okay. it, it, it don't have to all be games. It, it could be it hits, home oh, runs, okay. home, under, or, over. Uh, all right. Uh, or, or you know, just well. Essentially, Jay line. has a friend. He who does one dollar on like a twenty-seven game parlay to win like forty-two grand and every I'm, day. Right. So even if you lost three hundred sixty-five days, the worst you'd lose is three hundred sixty-five dollars in a year. Yes. And if you now, hit if you one, by the way, if you can't afford to lose three hundred sixty-five dollars in a don't year, do don't it. do it. But if you can, for some people, that's not a lot of a ton of money over a year. And if you win one, you you make and, money. And what I'm gonna do is, I'm gonna finance this thing. And if we win, I give you half. Oh, I'm in. I'm in too. I'm in too. Put three dollars down on it. (laughs) (laughs) You win half. All right. All right. Well, remind me. Remind me later. All right. We'll be texting. I'll have to create a spreadsheet because you got the spreadsheet. I was like, oh, you could do home runs, hits, oh, over, under, run line joints. I said, oh yeah. All right. We'll get down with that. I like that. Put another dollar on it. uh, Let's get get into our football talk now. We'll get back to baseball later. But uh, what do you got? Well, our football talk today is <laughs> yeah. brought to us by Lorraine County Community College. Lorraine County Community College, your classes, your future. Register now for summer and fall classes. You can learn more at lorraineccc.edu. That is three C's for County Community College. Check them out, lorraineccc.edu. Very to learn smart. More. Very smart 
to go to community college, especially if you come from a family that doesn't have a ton of money uh, because community college, you get a, a solid education. It's way more affordable than most colleges that are mm-hmm. overpriced. You get your two-year degree, and then now there's some careers you can get into with a two-year degree. Some careers you don't have to go to college. Not everybody's meant to go to college. Nope. Not, it depends what you want to do. But so if you want to go to college, go to community college for two years. In most cases, they'll, the your credits will transfer over to the four-year school. Now you're only paying outrageous money for two years instead of four. So shout out to LCCC. Uh, okay, so your question is, Yes, what after all the moves this offseason, yeah. on the offensive side of the ball, on the sure. defensive side of the ball, looking at this Browns roster in totality, yeah. heading into 2023, do you expect the Browns offense or the Browns defense to be the better unit next season? Tyvis, start us off. What do you got? Actually, this is a really tough question. You know, I, I go back. And, I go back. <laughs> Rick is hilarious. I go back and forth on it because there has been a lot of key additions but I think, ultimately, it just depends on Deshaun Watson for the offense. I mean, they, they've already shown that they have everything it takes to go. I mean, they were doing well. They were very – they was pretty successful with Jacoby Brissett mm-hmm. under center. But it also comes down to Deshaun. It comes down to the play calling with Stefanski. On the defensive side of the ball, it's – it's a lot of it's moving parts because it's more they got some people in there that they got to get the chemistry down. You know, you got a, you got two new D tackles. You got a new DN that these got none of them have ever played together except for Zadarius and Dalvin Thomas that have played together in Minnesota. So it's going to take a while for them to to learn how to play off of each other. Like when you get a new guy in there, you don't know how he plays in game. You think you know, but when you get in the game, you know, think people tend to go off script. You know, I had a guy by the yeah. name that I played with by the name of Joey Bosa mm-hmm. that, you know, on on the playbook is designed for him to go this and do this. But Joey's a football player. He's going to do whatever he takes. And it was up to me to make Joey right. So with that being said, is it true that Joey is not the sharpest tool in the shed? No comment. Uh, <laughs> what I will say is, what I will say is, no, Joey, Joey is smart. What I will say oh, is, Nick, right? he has football <laughs> intelligence. <laughs> Listen, can I, let me tell my story. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I, with that being said, I think the offense will be the, the stronger point of this because at the end of the day, if all else fails, Nick Chubb is the saving grace. Nick Chubb can still get things done. So I think I'm more comfortable with the offense. Kevin Stefanski is the head coach. He's an offensive-minded guy. He's actually really good when he's locked in to what he's supposed to do. So I'm going to get a slight edge to the offense. Here's, here's how I'm going to break this down, Bull. In the beginning, um, when practice starts, the defense will be light years ahead of the offense. So you know, Miles Garrett and them dudes up front, they, they only they only got a couple of, you know, assignments. One of them is get after the quarterback. And and Jim Schwartz is going to have those types of, of, of deals where he's going to have guys moving around. I think they're going to be much improved inside. I think it's going to be harder for the Browns. If you look at it, the offense versus defense in practice, you'll see this a little bit more when camp starts. Defense is not going to be giving up points. You're going to hear beat writers talk about how just formidable and big and massive the guys are up front and how the offense is not is, is struggling a bit. But as the season goes on and as you get into uh, your, your preseason games, you'll start to see the offense ramp up a little bit. There'll still be complaints about what Kevin Stefanski is running. You'll hear the comments. Well, is this what he's running or he don't want to show too much? 
the receivers got to get on the same page. But I will say after the see when the season gets here and those lights come on. The, 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 the guys in the unit are going to be much, um, much better. And I think better overall is the offense. And the reason I think the offense is going to be better than the defense is because at their peak, the offense just has more talent. Um, Amari Cooper is a bona fide number one. Uh, you, you got a bona fide dominant offensive line when it comes to, you know, the middle of your middle of your line, especially with poaches, um, Joe Batonio and, uh, and, and, and Teller. You got uh, Nick Chubb, who can, you still can run the ball, David and Joku, and you got a bunch of receivers that now give you anything you want to run from intermediate routes to short game to West Coast to deep routes. After a while, it, they're going to get acclimated to Deshaun Watson. And to be honest, Deshaun Watson at his peak, probably is the best player on the team. And the, it, we're, we're hoping we see peak Deshaun Watson because if it's if it is peak Deshaun Watson, no one has said this, but he's the best person on the team. Um, and that's a, that's hard to say when you got Miles Garrett Garrett and Nick Chubb and we've never said our quarterback was the best player. I think it's potential for your quarterback to be the best player on your team. Finally, I think in a way and I agree it's so it's a clean sweep with the offense in a way. I, at least I I think if I'm honest with myself, I'll admit this, and maybe you guys feel the same way. It better be the offense. Yes, so yes. I'm picking the offense yeah. because, first of all, the offense was, even with Jacoby Brissett, the offense last year was way better than the defense. Mm-hmm. The defense was trash last year. Now, they played better in the, in the, you know, later in the season, but overall it was trash. We know they were trash up front. Uh, they couldn't stop the run. They were embarrassingly bad against the run. Now, I, we all expect the defense to be better. Because they've added a lot of talent up front. Mm. However, it's a lot of new faces. And you still got to learn how to play together. The offense, all of their key players, except for Elijah Moore, were here last year. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, you draft, uh, who's the kid they drafted in the third round? Cedric Tillman. Cedric Tillman. So, he'll be in the mix. But I don't know how much of a role he's going to play early in the season. I think he'll have a role. But, like... They got a lot of receivers, so I don't know. I'm not expecting him to be a massive part of the offense, at least, you know, not off the jump. He wasn't a first round pick. Yeah. So to me, the only big part of the offense in the beginning of the year that wasn't here last year is Elijah Moore. Correct me if I'm wrong. So, right. You got, I mean, you, you know, so you, all the, the backs are the same. The offensive line's the same. You just hope they're healthy. The tight end group is basically the same. So you got more chemistry there. Now you've also had you take off. The Deshaun Watson distraction last year that was hovering over this entire team and played a role for him, played a role for this entire team. We've said it a million times. The whole season comes down to Deshaun Watson. If he plays like an all-pro, like he did in Houston, then the Browns will be a Super Bowl contender this year. Mm. If he plays like a slappy like he did last year, the Browns will not even make the playoffs this year. And then if he's somewhere in between, then maybe they make the playoffs. Who knows? But I think we're all hoping, and I believe that it's more likely than not that he will play at least like a pro bowler, if not an all-pro caliber level. I mean, all-pro's hard. Yeah. You got Patrick Mahomes. You got Joe Burrow. Yeah. There's only one. <laughs> yeah. There's one. And Josh Allen. There's only <laughs> one all-pro. That's kind of cheap. But, like, if, he's plays anywhere, <laughs> if he plays at the same level as those guys or close to it, then the Browns have a chance to be a Super Bowl contender. And if he does, then their offense can be special. I think, in the end, you say, okay, does either unit have a chance to be a top-five unit? I think the offense is more likely than the defense to be a top five unit because <clears throat> even though I like the defensive line better, there's still a lot of show me because they haven't yeah. played together. Yeah. 
I still have a lot of question marks at linebacker. Mm-hmm. And as much as I think the secondary is talented, they didn't play great last year. They got to play better. Yeah. So I like the defense. I think it's going to be good, but I think the offense can be special. And and ultimately, that's why I'm going with the offense. Uh, yeah, I mean, when you look at it, when you put it in those terms, I mean, there's really no weakness on offense. I think the only no. the only spot that may be questionable is left tackle. And if Je- and I really, right. if this offense goes, if Jed Wills yeah. has a, a, a good season, then everything will be fine. I think yeah. everybody will be calm with the offense and what right. they do, as long as the play calling is right. But at the linebacker position on defense, I mean, obviously, they're like I said, they're, it's concerning to me because they're all coming off of injuries. Right. And I'm like. And none th- of them are proven, like, very and good I mean, players. To, I mean, and they, like, don't get me wrong. They play with these people. Like, so a lot right. of them have been, they've been linebackers here, so they've played with the team. But they might not move the exact same. Like, it might right. be something. They might have to get reacclimated to this new yeah. defense as well. And on top of that, it's a whole new defensive scheme a that the whole point. defense has to As great a coach as Jim Schwartz is, yeah. there's more to learn on defense yeah. than there is on offense. Now, don't get me wrong. He seemed, he's a coach that is very simple. It's go get the quarterback and right. y'all play coverage. Like, it's it's simple, but, like, it's still a lot of communication that they, these guys have to learn. It's a lot of stuff, the chemistry, all that stuff. It all has to come together. So, you know, G was saying that at the beginning of this season, it's going to seem like the defense is better. I'm not necessarily sure about that because we don't know how well these guys communicate. Obviously, communication was a big problem in the secondary last year. No doubt. So they have to be uh, extremely better at talking to each other this season, which was something that they had to learn to begin with. And I think uh, probably about after the bye week, everything should be clicking. Everybody should be on the same page. You got some games under your belt. You spoke in the same language. You've seen how guys play, so it will be better. But as far as the offense goes, it's – there is the same offense. They might be installing some new stuff sure. because you got Deshaun well, in there. Yeah, they better be. Yeah. But at the end of the day, these guys all play with each other. They've all have caught passes with Deshaun, practice with Deshaun. They know the like language. That. They know the language. Right, right. So it's it's to me, it's not a lot of adjusting that the offense has to do. And if you think about it, if you if you break it down to four groups, let's say Browns passing game, Browns running game, uh, Browns run defense, Browns pass defense. Mm-hmm. The surest thing going into the season is the Browns running game, right? I mean, isn't that fair? Yeah. And that's on offense. So, like, you know, uh, anyway, go ahead, Mikey. What do you got? Well, you said that the Browns defense has more to learn than the offense. And I think, theoretically speaking, you are right. But G's mentioned it, and I think we all agree, the Browns offense is going to look significantly different this year than it has in the past. How much do you think these guys on the offensive side of the ball are going to have to learn, maybe not new words and communication systems, but an entire new philosophy on how they want to play offensively? Well, see, that's the thing. We don't know exactly what it is. I mean, Kevin Stefanski has always been big on being a balanced team. So it's not like he's going to completely abandon the run game. Does he have to pass the ball more? Yes, you got more weapons. So, yes, you might have to come out in more 11 personnel, maybe even a 10 personnel, which would basically lead them to being in the spread. But a lot of these guys play college football. A lot of them played in the spread, so they know what that is. Um, I don't think it's going to be that big of a difference as far as learning it because at the end of the day, it's still the same concepts. It's still the same route concepts. It's still the same pass blocking and stuff like that. So I don't think it's that big of an adjustment that they that we'll see them struggle to to grasp. Well, there's I look at the offensive line and last year I looked at, um, you know, just offensive line play in general. You know, there's sometimes when you got a scrambling quarterback where it, it it gives you this thing where you're blocking your guy 
and then you see him out of the corner of your eye moving around. And as, there is an offensive lineman, you have a tendency to just start watching. Like it's a game. Like yeah. you forget that you have a man that you're supposed to be blocking right now. And, and, it, and it takes a lot. You know, there's a lot of there's more holding penalties because mm -hmm. you're holding your blocks longer. You're trying to give them that extra second. There's more clipping because guys are disengaging. You're still trying to block them. And then he cuts this way and he turned the defensive lineman cuts into you. You hit him in the back. There's so many different things it takes for you. Uh, as a lineman to get it acclimated to and sometimes it's just better to let him go like yep. sometimes it's better to let that defensive lineman go and not hold him because you have to count on your quarterback one-on-one -on -one. he's not going to like what with the Chiefs Patrick Mahomes and the way he plays you don't you rarely see holding penalties you rarely see clipping penalties and it's so difficult to do because it's crazy. I see the new white. Yeah, I see, I saw you the white. see that? I saw yeah, that. Yeah, I, I like that. I see what y'all doing. Trying something new over I, there. Okay, I see. But yeah. to, to G's point, it's yeah. it would be like, I will explain this to you how they explained it to me on punt return. So, like, the punt returner is this. As, as on the punt return unit, if you're blocking for the returner, you know, you want to make a, a, a funnel form. You want to funnel your block, okay? So, if the return is coming down the middle, you want to funnel your guy in the out of the middle so right. you the returner can come down. It's the same way with the quarterback in the pocket. You have to tell your offensive lineman, listen, we're protecting him in the pocket. So stop everything that comes inside the pocket. If he goes out of the funnel and goes out of the pocket, he's on his own. You have to you, now you can try to make a block if you want to. We don't right. really want you to just get in the way. We yeah. want you to get in his way, but don't really engage. If yeah. he leaves the pocket, it's not on you. It's on the quarterback. Same thing with punt return. If he leaves out of that funnel, he goes outside. It's on him. He's making his own play. So that's how you have to eliminate some of those calls. And that's just something that they got to get used to. Last yeah. year, they tried to be the hero and try to make that block. <laughs> and ultimately, it was a holding call. So it didn't matter. Yeah. Now that they're playing with him and understand like, hey, listen, I'm, I got the pocket for you. I'm going to try to yeah. keep it clean. If you get flushed out of the pocket and you try to do your own thing, you yeah. on your own. Right. And the Browns offensive line, let's face it, is not used to it because no. the Browns have never had an athlete quarterback. Correct. Never. It's one, two, three, get rid of the ball. Yeah. I one, mean, two, three, four, five, ball gone. I think or, we, we, had, we had a washed up RG3 for eight seconds. Oh, wow. I forgot about remember, that. I, remember I that? Oh, my but like, God. Like, oh. he wasn't even Didn't an athlete. Did they pay him a lot of money? Oh. No, nah, I don't think they paid him a lot. I and, think he was, and, he, and, and he was brought in as a straight up starter, too. Yeah, we had, had Tyrod Taylor. Yes, for a, a couple of He's not an athlete like the Sean Watson. I mean, not, Tyrod, well, he can run. His, his speed, his mad, his mad speed, been eighty-seven <laughs> to eighty-nine <laughs> for about four, five, six. <laughs> I don't know why you think Tyrod is an athlete. You know, yeah, he Tyrod. Yeah, I say Tyrod can go. When he was here, he was Tyrod. Yeah, I think that's how you say it correctly. Good gracious! And here's the thing too: you brought up about the offensive line, and covering and grabbing people. The biggest part of what the offense is those teams and, and let me see who, who does it the best um, who, who run the scramble drill the best. There's a lot of guys who, who just you. I'll tell you who it used to be Houston when Deshaun was there. Yeah, you're right. You're right. How many Man, times he scramble around and throw it up. Aaron Rodgers on Hail Marys. He was and, stuff and, like yeah. that. And the receivers oh, after well, the I after, hate to credit him, but Ben Roethlisberger. Oh yeah, he was, yeah, he was not he a great athlete. Oh, yeah, yeah. Play blows up. <laughs> Ben's being pulled to the ground. He heaves it up. Why? I'm like, who has him? Yeah. And then what happens is the scramble route. People just start running around. That's right. And and it's just eye contact. It's like. 
Yeah, that's what but it you is. Need that. But you need Come the on chemistry, now. You know what right? I want. Go, yeah, go. the chemistry. You gotta have that chemistry. The receivers gotta feel that. Like, like that's that. That's part of the reason Travis Kelsey and Mahomes are so great together, yeah. right? I mean, obviously they're both incredibly talented. Yeah. But like, but Kelsey knows when Mahomes starts scrambling, he's got to get find a way to get open. And, he gets and, open, and, he, it, and it's almost like and he throws it with anticipation too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Kelsey will be supposed to go to this zone. He sees there's somebody in that zone. Mahomes is scrambling. He'll cut, come right back across green, yeah. and Mahomes will throw it when he ain't even like he, he's not even looking for the ball. But yeah. as soon as he turned around and well, saw it's him, a, it's crazy. A simple, it's the simple rules. If you if you got a deep route, you convert it to short. If you got a short yeah. route, you convert it to deep. Why? Because typically a DB and we all do it. You motor down after right. a while. It's like if I'm running, if he's running a fade ball, if the ball ain't coming after right. 20 yards, it's like, like I did my he job. Ain't, he, right? ain't, he ain't about to throw the ball, so yeah. you start motoring down. If he stops and comes back, now you. Got to try to pick it back up, and then it's vice versa. If he's running a drag route, you look back and the ball is not there. You start motoring down, and boom, he takes off up the field. Now you got to reaccelerate, yeah. and sometimes I mean, the, our starting stops is not that good. Had the Browns ever had a quarterback that was good at scramble drill? No, I, not that I can think of. They had Jeff Garcia for a cup of coffee. Jeff Garcia. <laughs> yeah. look, look, I we mean, just these blasts from the past, right? Yeah. Johnny uh, Manziel was great at the scramble drill in college. Johnny Manziel through Johnny Manziel's best in college. He was objectively very that, good at that, that. first in the pros, game, He was horrendous, but yeah. in college he was good. Johnny Manziel's best play was him faking like he was talking to Kyle Shanahan on the sideline and taking off up the field, but it got called back. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Play. That's a good move. He, he, he did throw two <laughs> nice balls to Travis Benjamin against the Tennessee Titans at home. Yeah, and, and, and like he was doing, he did it. But other than that, it was a wrap. Other than yeah, that, he, he had the much. worst. Yeah, it was tough. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. tough. Anyway, so we're all in agreement on the offense. By the way, one thing we didn't discuss that I expect also, I, I think we're all expecting the offense to be better. We're all expecting the defense to be better. I think the special teams, which has been absolute trash. The Browns have had like the worst special teams for yep. years. I'm expecting a massive upgrade at special teams. It too. better be. Yeah. I, like I say, the, the culture has changed. You got a guy who made a living on special teams, so he, right. he cares about it more than anybody. And right. like I say, they actually went out and got guys that are special teams That's guys. Right. Not just so, the sixth wide receiver. Exactly. Not because somebody that we drafted yeah. and we need to keep on the roster. We got right. guys that making a living in this NFL off of special teams. That's so important. I think that right there is going to drop the culture. So when you get out there, it's not just a play. It's right. The play that can change the game. You got that mindset, which with the coach they have, I don't see why they wouldn't. Yeah. I see because they already had a good returner in Jerome Ford, and well, I don't know if DPJ is still taking punt returns and or not. We'll see if Grant is still going. Exactly. Take so yeah. and they already had the nice returners. They just didn't have you know good return, the blocking or maybe right. the kickoffing punt was the two that right. out that bothered me the most. Yeah, and punt especially like these days, kickoff. It's you know they, well, often you're, t- you're, t- you're doing a touchdown. They get the but, they get the punt guy and he punt for 84 yards. Huge. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'd like to see that, but <laughs> haven't heard anything about him being signed. All right, Mikey, what do you got? We got some poll results for yeah. you, and we have a jingle from Eddie today Love on it. PCC. So I'm going to do the read. We'll play the jingle. We'll give you the poll results on which unit is better. But first. The results come to us from PCC Air Force. If you're looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits, well, PCC Airfoils is the leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC in Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up, plus full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. You can apply online at precast.com. 
slash careers to learn more. I'll read you the results in a sec, but first, let's hear from Eddie. So now I come to you with PCC. That's the way you do it. Nothing to hide. <laughs> Believe what I say. So here I am with PCC. Hoping you'll see what your airfoils mean to me, PCC. Uh, that was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, best out. Best of best that, yet. I love that cheesy love song. It's yes. one of my favorite songs. Yes. And Eddie just, yeah, that was his best ever. Yeah, that was the say. best joint. That was good. The results, by the way, over 400 votes here on the YouTube poll. Yeah. 61% voted the offense will be the better unit. In 2023, 39% for the defense. So pretty split for the most part. When we do I, polls, it is very often or very rarely, excuse I, me, uh, that that close. Well, yeah. I tell you what. Listen, man. I think um, I think there's really high expectation for Jim Schwartz. That that poll just yeah. proves it, right? Well, I mean, he everywhere he's gone, he's taken the defense and made them what top five, right? Yeah. So, and if you think about the pieces that they've gotten him. It's, there yeah. should be no, really no difference. Well, now, there's a lot of optimism. It's that time of the year. There's yeah. optimism all over the place. You have to now. You have to think. Like I said, it's a couple of things that you got to take into consideration. You gotta, you gotta think that the linebackers come back healthy and they haven't missed a beat and they've gotten better. You think you have to think that obviously that pass rush is there and the run game is gonna be stopped. And you have to think that MJ Emerson continues to trend upwards because we've. G new came off of a rookie year and we thought oh, he's the next thing right and last year obviously he was out of position you know he yeah. went to nickel but his production wasn't that great so you have to hope that there is no sophomore slump for MJ That's Emerson true. and speaking of the secondary let's talk some Cam Mitchell yeah so, before we get to Cam Mitchell oh, real quick Tyvis is going to break down some plays for kill us. my momentum there my yeah, and, yeah. Well, <laughs> you'll, you'll understand why in a second, we're going to yeah. explain how we're going to do this and I'm gonna set you up to, to let right. him ride but Cam Mitchell <laughs> is coming he's a Fifth round pick. Cornerback. Cornerback. Played from in college with G New at Northwestern. Tyvis, yeah. we were breaking down plays and choosing which ones to put in this little montage that he's going to break down. And he was like, yo, you missed this one play, McNuggets. You got to put this one in. So I went back and we looked through and we found out the guy who laid the hit, who Tyvis thought was Cam Mitchell, was someone else. And Mitchell recovered the fumble. <laughs> now, Mitchell may be I able think, to, in his career, yes, do that yeah. if he starts eating a couple extra Bilt Bars every day to bulk up uh -huh. and become that combo hybrid <laughs> defensive back safety. Even if with an NFL contract, he's still using pro, uh, promo code LOCKDOWN15 for 50% mm. off at Bilt.com. Bull. So, Cam away. Mitchell was a fifth-round pick, you mentioned, cornerback out of Northwestern. He's, I guess, in the competition to be the fourth corner, which is obviously a role that – you know, yeah. it's the fourth corner of the team you're going to play. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and you've got your eye on Cam Mitchell, so we're going to do some video breakdowns here. So I'm looking forward to this. What do, what's our first uh, slide here? What's your early thoughts, though, on Cam Mitchell here? Like, well, my, we early, start with the my early thoughts on him is that he is a he's a nice-sized guy. He, he plays the – he, he, <laughs> That was bad. Yeah. That was bad. Yeah. Let me – let me – let me take. Let me start that over. It's been a very unintentional panel last 24 this, hours. Yeah, I don't know. That was detrimental to your health. Everybody's <laughs> health. Look, forgive me, please. <laughs> forgive me. Yeah, speaking blasphemy, but I think mm. he's a good football player. Yeah, there, yeah, there you go. He's a good football player. Um, started his career at the nickel position at Northwestern. You know when G New was there, um, seemed very productive there. Obviously, he moved outside, became their number one guy. 
actually had a couple of plays against the Buckeyes. So, you know, obviously the Buckeyes have some really good receivers. Um, and I'll go through those plays as well. But I think he has a solid foundation. And the number one thing is he is not afraid to come up and, and tackle and make plays and blitz and stuff like that. So I think he's a good fit if G New goes down at that nickel position. I yeah. think he could come in there and be productive. Yeah, on our lads, he's being listed as the backup nickel corner. Obviously, they have him. They have A.J. Green as a backup. DeAnthony Bell, who was an undrafted free agent, who was here last year. The rest of the corners in camp are all undrafted free agents this year. So he's going to make this roster even as a you know, fifth round pick's not a guarantee. But no, he's gonna, but he's going to he's going to make this roster and he'll be the fourth or fifth corner. We'll see, but he will probably be the backup nickel, as you say. And so, all right, Mike, let's get to the first. Uh, Tyvis, you ready? I'm ready. Let's yeah. roll it. Roll Steve, it. Take the play, Tyvis. Right uh, of course, we start off with the Buckeye. So oh in this play right here, we see him coming. He's at the nickel position. They send him on a nice little nickel blitz, and it's an inside blitz. Now, I got to give the defensive coordinator some credit because he called a simulated pressure with this defensive tackle to the right coming up, eating up that guard block, making it look like seven people's coming, but it's really only six. So he's free open. Now, what makes this play so special is that Justin Fields is no slouch. You know, Justin Fields is a really good athlete at the quarterback mm -hmm. position. He was able to come through, get him down and make the tackle right there. That right there is things that we're going to see at the nickel position, you know, in right. this league, nickels are they blitz quite often. Yeah. And if you could come in and make tackles on quarterbacks like that in open field, which is very mm -hmm. hard to do, yeah. then you could be productive in this league. Yeah, no doubt. One of the um, Mike Hilton of the Bengals, a great, yeah. great nickel corner. Yep. He obviously played a lot of his career with Pittsburgh. He's been in Cincinnati. He does blitz a lot. Mm -hmm. That's a huge advantage if you have a player that like. Yeah is savvy enough to be you, because you don't want to give it away too early. Exactly, in which he did a great yeah. job of yeah. holding his water. He didn't give it away. They couldn't tell who was coming, right. and he, he ended up coming scot-free. So, he, what, <laughs> what, what, what what was his speed? Do you know his, his 40 uh, times? You, you got to ask McNuggets that. I don't know what give his me one 40 Like, why is he a fifth-round pick? Why why, why uh, he, he doesn't look that big? I mean, that, yeah, I think he's like 5'10". Yeah. but are in a 4 four seven. Uh, that's actually a really good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, you know, I don't know. I yeah. don't know why he was a fifth-round pick. So, and gee, I know you've complained about this a lot, that the Browns do nothing creatively in terms of blitzing. Yeah. Um, the <clears throat> they, 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 you know, I, I, you know, people like to, you know, rush forward. And sometimes when you do that, you look like a genius, right? Um, sometimes when you have, like, one of the best players in the league in basketball, he's compared, and, and you got a Luka Doncic, like, he's so good with running a pick and roll, that like even though they know it's coming there's so many different things he can do off of it that it just makes it unstoppable mm -hmm. so it, it, it's intoxicating a little bit where you could just say i'm just put the basketball in his hands and move out the way but when you play other good teams what happens is they got they got defensive players that are just as talented and then they can say well it doesn't matter because we got this guy and he can stop what you do here so it's the same way with pass rush it's like you know the rush game could come from other different positions, yes. linebackers, corners, and sometimes it doesn't need to be a sack. All I like in that play, he did get the sack, right? Yeah. But if 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 Justin Fields throws the ball quick and it's incomplete, that's a win. If he completes it for one yard, that's a win. If he throws, if, a, pick, if he throws well, a pick, that's a yeah. win. Well, well, let me well, let me ahead. let me take it into Browns terms. Roll that clip back. Let me put yeah. it in the Browns perspective. Let's put him in a Cleveland Browns jersey and pretend that that's the Cleveland Browns' defense. Okay. And why 
that is so significant is because picture this that DN that's standing up at the end. That's Miles Garrett. Now let's say no Miles Garrett is never getting singled. Okay, so let's get that out of right. let's get that in the opener right now. Say uh, that we're Western probably doesn't have any defensive linemen worth double teaming. No, true. I don't know. Actually, I don't know. So they did have a guy drafted in the second round. Oh, they did? Tackles, so. All right. So in this pitch in this situation, picture that guard and that tackle both sliding on Miles Garrett mm. and he's coming in the inside like that. Guess what has to happen? One or two things has happened. The guard has to make a decision. Do I a stay double teaming Miles Garrett? Probably not. I'm coming off to go pick up this blitz. Right. So now the tackle is one on one. Now you got the one on one matchup that you need with Miles Garrett. That's right. If he flushes him out the pocket a little bit, Miles is standing right there for the sack. So the yeah. pass rush is it's going huge. to be very. Uh, they go hand in hand. It's huge, and you're already in theory just with Dalvin Tomlinson. Um, inside and just the just the improve the improvement they've made talent wise on the D line, it's going to be harder to double team Miles Garrett yes. even even without the blitzing right. because there's better talent. It's by far the best talent he's had around him mm-hmm. at least on paper. Yep. And there's guys who have been productive. But let me ask a question about this blitz. When when the corner blitzes like that, is it the corner or the nickel or the nickel okay. uh, nickel or whatever? But any in this case, it's the nickel. But mm-hmm. in general. When anybody blitzes from the secondary, mm-hmm. is it always 100% of the time that play called exactly, or is it ever a case where the nickel's up at the line and he's reading something, whether it's the quarterback or so, the protection, so, and he can make a decision and the team has to adjust? So it's to both of them. Okay. So one, it's a design nickel blitz, okay? Yeah. But if it's not a design nickel blitz, say it's, I don't know, um, Somebody somebody on the outside is blitzing, okay? Yeah. And he's too far away to get home. So what they would do is they switch the call. They'd say, all right, you got to be in coverage, and I'm going to take the blitz because I'm closer. You always want the guy that's closer to the line sure. to blitz because it's going to get there right, faster. Right, right, right. So that would be the only time that it would change out. So, for example, if it was a design nickel blitz and they came out in too wide and the nickel was displaced, okay? All right. They would say, you know what? I'm not about to have a linebacker come check this this sure. receiver. So switch it. Yeah. The nickel will stay in coverage. The linebacker would then come off the edge and blitz. Or they have a green dog sometimes, which is if it's a linebacker and say, for instance, the linebacker is supposed to be in coverage or something or has somebody manic man. And if that guy stays in blocks, add on. He they like add on. Go right, right. Please go. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 go. Nice. I got you. All right, Mikey. Let's get. Let's see the next video. Divis play number two once again against your Buckeyes, but a coverage play. Take it away, Steve. Let's see this one. Yeah, this is uh, this is just a good coverage by him. Obviously, this is they get a good pass rush, and it's a it's an underthrown ball. The the reason that this is significant is because one, he caught the ball and he got vision on the quarterback. See, if he was in just man to man and he was just running his route and you know just playing with his man, this is no play to be made. But he sees what's going on. He got eyes on the quarterback. He's in control of his guy. He's able to make a play. Only thing I would say is he's in the NFL. It takes two in this league, so make sure you get that other foot down. That's true. Hey, I'm gonna say something, bro. Look, yeah. Northwestern was balling. Yeah, they, how did y'all lose this game? We didn't lose. <laughs> we didn't lose. I mean, I, I'm saying how, oh, how did they lose? I mean, oh, because balling. I'm gonna tell you what happened. Northwestern had a great game plan for the passing game. So what happened was Trey Sermon, the running back, who ended up going third round yeah. to the Eagles 
had a, went on broke the record for bowl for Big Ten championship records uh, for rushing yards. He had like 300 yards or something. Who was like the that. receiver on that? Play, Don't though? know. He like gave up on the play. Uh, you like. know, it looked like it might have been Jamison Williams. Let me see that again. It looked like Jamison one more time. It doesn't it doesn't show you a real number. I can't. I wish we had a better it. angle of. It looked first like, I'm telling you that looked like Jamison Williams. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I'm forced out of I the pocket. I think that's him. If that if that's number six, then that's Jamo, and I think it is. Yeah, was he forced out of the pocket or I was he that, rolling out on purpose? I think it was, was a, a rollout, design rollout. It, yeah. So the wide receiver should pressure. not have given up on that. It seems like the wide no, receiver. No, it's a, out. it's like a. So it, it looked like it's a sprint out and it is, a, it's a design out yeah, or comeback on the call. Yeah. But they yeah. threw pressure. Yeah, that, that was that's J Mo. Yeah, that's J Mo. <laughs> yeah, he's got to get those that second foot down. All right, all right. Third play, Tyvis. Yeah. You ready? Yep. This is not against your former Buckeyes. It's against Indiana State, and this is a play. That shows off Mitchell's Indiana speed State closing. plays football? Yes, his closing speed. Yes. So in this play right here, we're going to see he's in man coverage. They're going to run the traditional little drag or over so where route. where is he here? He's at the bottom of the screen. Where You'll the, see him come out. Yes, okay. he's at the bottom. His guy's running the over route right now. And what, I, which, what he has on this is called contact speed. You see, as the ball is caught, yeah. As he's going to make contact, he speeds up and accelerates through the man and ultimately makes a big play. What I liked about this is that he stayed on top of the route, and as the ball was coming, he closed in, boom, makes that contact. Probably in the NFL, what they'll probably have him do is what we call a jet stream. A jet stream is when instead of going up and over everybody and creating this separation, you right. get directly behind the guy. So as he runs his under route, you get right behind him and you jet stream him so you're able to make plays on the ball. So you, he will go underneath. He ran everything. behind the line. Yeah, he ran because he you don't want to run into nobody. So right, you, right. to play it safe, you go over the top. But in the league, if they both run drags, they have it to where, you know, the field guy will go over the top and the guy to the right. boundary come underneath. If he's the only guy running the drag, you should jet stream and come underneath the right. wide receiver and stay with him. That way it would discourage yeah. him to make any throws. Because if you're ball. covering Pickens or Jamar Chase, it's, not, well, I mean, I don't know that he's covering those guys. But, but. first of all, he's going to have to get on his horse, first of yeah, all. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you're not running around the linebacker no. chasing those guys. Now, now, if you want to play it safe, yeah, because yeah. you, they make the, if they catch the ball for four yards yeah, and you yeah. make the tackle, cool. We right, can live right, with right. that. Yes, that's but fair. if you get picked off and then you hit the linebacker and bump, now you're taking a four-yard right. play and now it's I like, 25 I like, yards. I like, I, like, I like that he brought the, the luggage to the party. I like that. He, he, you love a corner that's not afraid to lay Exactly. Lay he comes yeah. up and he makes he's yeah. physical. So I, that's that right there makes the signs for a good nickel because nickels are essentially linebackers. They have to, they're a part right. of the run game. So you have to come and make right. tackles. You have a gap that you're responsible for. He got to come up and make these these tackles, and it shows that he's not scared to hit. And a nickel corner, just by the nature of where the slot receiver lines up, you're more likely to have to make a tackle as opposed to an outside corner where often you could push the guy out of yeah, bounds yeah, or, yeah. You know, or he runs out of bounds. And the outside corner makes about – Maybe two tackles. Yeah, right. Hey, well, that's crazy because Martin Emerson is like fourth or fifth on the team in tackles. Really? Yeah, 63 yeah. tackles. And the safeties were one which, and two. Which is good that he's able to do it. Not but, good. <laughs> not, it doesn't say much. I mean, he's a big quarter. Well, but, last obviously. year, he had. they had no choice because teams was like, they can't stop the run, so we're yeah. going to run the ball. Yeah. yeah, Martin Emerson was making tackles on running plays. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, Mikey. Next play, play four. 
he could do it on American soil. He could also do it in Ireland. Ooh. This was a game against Nebraska to open up last season. Tyvis. All right, what? so this one right here, he makes a nice little pick on this one. What I liked about this is that he's on top of the route. Now, if people he's moving is, a little bit, uh, yeah, too. He, he got some nice little return skill. Look at that. He got so you know he played receiver back in this day. He probably was a returner before. I also like that he didn't run out of bounds. Like he wasn't afraid to take a hit. Who there. is this guy? And look yeah. at Tyvis. <laughs> Somebody. It's a four-point game in the fourth quarter. Nebraska's driving. Like, time is a nice play. Big play. He, just, he stayed on top of the route, got his eyes back there. See, this is what happens. Come get you some. This is yeah, what happens when you in control of the route. That's why I preach, and the NFL always preach, stay on top of the routes. Because if you're on top of the routes, now you can get your head around and make plays on the yeah. ball. If you're getting beat off the line of scrimmage and you playing catch-up, you never, ever get a chance to turn your head around and play the ball. You're playing through the hands. So, this is good to show that if he's on top of the route and he's in control, he can make plays and he got a nice little return. He got vision yeah. with the hey, ball in his hand. Hey, Tyvis, I thought this was I thought this was a, a, a Mobley pick. You know, <laughs> you know, Mobley. I thought this was a Giannis pick. This is the friends and family program. You get my boy on here. You know what I'm saying? Greg Newsom. I thought I thought new G New was out here like, yeah, man, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> Calm me down, get my boy together. Hey, you might want you might want to come out here with your your head on a swivel. This boy right here, yeah. we wasn't even doing no research. We got the intel on him. He well, looked all right. Well, the, the thing that he he got a little bit over G knew is that he has experience playing nickel. Yeah. So like, that's yeah. to him going back is this should be nothing. See, yeah. G knew. I don't know if he ever played nickel at Northwestern. I know he's always been an outside corner. They're asking him to transition to the nickel, and he's finding out that it is a yeah. difference in there. But like I said, at the end of the season, I say this. The second, the last five games of the season, G New shows some promise at nickel, so it'll be interesting to better. see how they. Secondary as a whole played better yeah. later in the season. Go ahead, Mike. And we have our fifth and final play in times. This one might be my favorite from Cam Mitchell in the nickel. Steve played. So we got him again on that outside blitz again. And what I like about him, you can tell that this man has been in the D line room. How do I know that? Because it's not, yeah, getting a sack is easy, but yeah. he goes and attacks that quarterback's hand with that ball in it. He matches, you match the quarterback hands, and when you do that, boom, you get that ball out, and you see get ball, see ball, get ball, get a strip sack. He does that at the nickel position. This man will be one of the highest paid nickels in the NFL Look if you can you. continue to make plays. Like I'll that. tell you what, because it's getting the getting takeovers and creating takeovers and being chaotic like that in the past rush game. Also with the Miles Garrett with the Zadarius Smith and all those those guys will appreciate that because now offensive Man. lines will have to this respect a guy like that because not only is he bringing pressure to our quarterback, he's getting the ball out. So now that makes him a dangerous person. If you create takeaways, that's how you get paid in this well, league. Type is excited about a guy who's a fifth round pick. If you I'm not excited, I just I see the potential and I want to well, point no, out I'm to saying. the I want to point out to our fans what I think he brings to the I table. Mean, if if he turns out to be as good as you think he could. I mean, out of, out of, anything you get any kind of good production from a pick fifth round or later to me, that's a huge deal. I, there, see, there, there's all kind of people that fall through these cracks, right? They all fall through the cracks. When I was looking at Zadarius Smith, right? He's a third round pick and, and you like he came in and he's been a dominant pass rusher in this league. Mm -hmm. Guys like this is so difficult. You know how many there's a hundred and what? 17 120 division one squad schools and you got how many corners on each team, right? You there may be five corners on each team. So you do the math on that five times, you know, 120 you look at you looking at 600 potential corners and guys just sit, guys fall through the cracks sometimes. Not to mention the sprinkling of guys at the lower levels. The lower play. levels that the one yeah. the double A or, or yeah, whatever yeah. the case may be. 
I like his I like his his, his tenacity. Yeah. I like the fact that and he and he's looking to make plays. See, I don't like guys just sitting in gap. I saw him make plays on the on the sideline on the on a football, um, getting a foot in. I saw him make a play in crunch time and getting a pick and then converting. And then that right there, yeah. he's getting the ball out. He's looking to score. He's looking to scoop and score. He's looking to have a big play. I like the way he moved on the field. I, I'm, I'm excited. I didn't know and much he, about him. Yeah, and he looks like a versatile player. Who, yeah, that's what I said. When I, looked at, when I looked at his clip, I said, it's yeah. a lot of things. He got a lot of good, like his foundation and his base is good. Yeah. Somebody really worked on him with, with the training and the fundamentals of football. He got yeah. that down. He just, he has to adjust to the speed of the game because it will be something different. Yeah. And I have to see him in man-to-man coverage because Jim Schwartz runs a lot of three and a lot of one. Yeah. So he's going to be in man-to-man situations and those slot wide receivers like a Keenan Allen and Stefan Diggs, like that's a tough cover. I don't know how Jim Schwartz is, if Jim yeah. Schwartz is going to assign men to certain guys or if right. they're just going to play it out like if whoever's in the slot I got. So right. if that's the well, case, this division, he's got to be better. You got Tyler Boyd and Cincy, Pittsburgh slot. Who's Pittsburgh slot receiver? Deontay Johnson could be a slot, but he's not he's a traditional not. I mean, slot. It's really Johnson and, and Pickens on the outside. I have no idea. I can't think who their slot re- – and who's Baltimore's slot receiver? They got Zay uh, – it'd probably be Bateman or Zay Flowers. Yeah. All right. Well – it's gonna I, be, like I said, it's yeah. a nice, it's a nice matchup. But like I yeah. said, we'll find out in the preseason. The preseason is kind of is getting his feet wet. We'll see how he yeah. does in the preseason because that's what happened with uh, right. Martin Emerson. Martin Emerson started yeah. making plays in the preseason. He'll get the confidence. That's right. and that's ultimately what it takes to play court. If you want to be successful in this league at corner, you got to be confident that's at what right. you're doing. If he gets some success, gets his hand on the ball, get some, get home on blitzes or get some picks in the preseason, he'll be ready to go in there and, and make. And plays. he'll get a chance to start. Because you know, like some of these guys are not playing or in the yeah. much in the preseason. Yep. All right, guys, it's time for one of our favorite games. We're bringing it back after a few week hiatus. It's time for true or false. Let's do it. Three man edition of oh, true or false. Tonight. Please don't be a baseball guy. <laughs> it is time for true or false. Don't be a, this yeah. game started with Ethan Pochich when the Browns brought him in oh, yeah. before the season, and we funny. decided to introduce you guys to a new Browns player. Let you know a little more about him. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And the Browns made a big move this week. I guess it was last Friday technically, but this week. Within the last week, they got to Darius Smith. Yeah. And just to plant a little seed of doubt in your head, G said he was a third-round pick a few days ago. He was wrong. A few minutes ago, he was not a third-round pick. So, G, what Joe was Falls today is about Darius Smith, <laughs> and you think you may know him? Well, guess what? You may not know him as well as you think you do. He was not a third-round pick. Steve, hit the music. Take slide <laughs> you, ain't gonna, you ain't going to tell me what round it was? <laughs> he shot. That might be a question. It might be a question. Must be a question. I hope it's fault. I hope it's uh, – Question number one. Anthony, get the scoreboard ready. Zadarius Smith didn't start playing football Oof. until his senior year of I'm high school. A little worried. True or false? A little worried about Anthony keeping score. He struggles with that. 
<laughs> it, it is very hard to count. It has eight. to be true, because why would you come up with something like this? Because I'm mean. You're talking about Mikey McNuggets here. There's no rules when it comes to Mikey McNuggets. What, 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 I'm trying to think what, what school he went to. Can you give me the question? Can I see the question again? <laughs> Zadarius Smith did not start playing football until his senior year of high school. True or false? Tyvis with the high J. False. <laughs> Are you saying Jay is high right now? Or no. you're saying hello? <laughs> Bull says true. We have two falses, which means Bull's either in the lead or he or starts in the lead. hole. And the answer is true. Yeah. I, I, I should have listened to myself. You should have listened to his senior year. Why would he school? make something up like that? <laughs> I don't know. I figure, I figure, man, he might have. Somebody got hurt. He was able to come in as a sophomore. sophomore. <clears throat> I don't know if that's true. It is. Check He's talked about it many times. Check the mm. car facts. Question two. The That's reason amazing, he didn't right? play football. Guy doesn't play senior year in high school. Makes me mad. The oh. reason he didn't do was because he played basketball. Had he played like Pop Warner or any of that stuff? Like he said he didn't or? play football until senior year of high school. None Question at all. two. Wow. Zadarius Smith had multiple D1 offers in basketball after leading his high school to the state title game as a sophomore and a junior. No, this is placebo. <laughs> this, this is it's absolutely false because okay, what position to get a D1 basketball scholarship? What position you got to play? How tall is he? he? Does, that makes a lot of sense. He ain't, he ain't <laughs> that no actually, point guard. That like, actually makes a, a lot of sense. Point guard. Guard. No, Ivan says true. Bull says true. G says false. I'm, the answer. How bad I didn't put that. It's false. Oh. Get out of here. He was a highly <clears throat> touted basketball player, but did not have any D1 offers, which is why. He decided to give football a shot. McNuggets, McNuggets know how hard it is to get a D1 scholarship. You got to be, it's a minimal, yeah. it's a height required. If you 6'5 and you can't dribble, it's a wrap. You got to at least be 6'7 <laughs> to get you some money off up there. Yeah, he's only 6'2. Like, oh, he's not he's that giant. Two. He's the same size as Darius Garland. He buys. <laughs> I think I'm taller than him. Isn't, isn't that crazy though? Like, we think of as Darius Smith, these giant human beings. He's 60, he's the same size as Darius Garden. Now he's way bigger. But he's 240 is compared to. I don't think of him as a giant human being. I mean, I, I he's big, but I, I think of Miles Garrett is like a giant human being. Well, he's he's Isaac Kakuro's height. I can't. You know what I mean? Like it's just funny how. Yeah, but uh, no, no, I can't get off the door. No, no, no. Miles Garrett is not that big. Um, he's he's regular size. He's very muscular, but he's not huge. Now, who is huge? Is Dewan Jones. He's Fact. huge. He's massive. He's bigger than everybody I've seen. It's crazy. Yeah, he's, he's a man. He makes, Aaron Judge is huge. We're going to show you guys <laughs> a video in a sec really of crazy. Victor Wembanyama standing next to Killian Mbappe. Yeah. Mbappe is like 5'10", 5'11". He makes him look like an absolute, what's the little person? Small person. Little person. Little person. Little person. That's great. I, I'm glad you got that right. Way to be aware. Yeah. All right, question three. Zadarius Smith's a Kentucky Wildcat. True or false? I have no idea where that man went to school. <laughs> No, 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 damn Kentucky. <laughs> I would have known that. <laughs> false. Absolutely false. Kentucky. I Come on, have now. no idea where he, he did went. Ivan says false. Stop it. G says false. Bull says true. And we have a leader in the clubhouse. The answer is true. He did not go to Kentucky. A fourth round ah. pick, not a third round pick. Oh. This is crazy. Kentucky. This is crazy. I have no idea about it. I, I just saw this. The I other can't day. get out the game. He used to be good buddies with the hefty lefty, Jared Lorenzo. That is not true. That's not true. <laughs> he started his collegiate career at East Mississippi Community College. Last One of the Chance all-time greats. Oh, that's Remember the place? Last Chance yeah, U? Yeah, yeah. He was not there for Last Chance U, but then he finished his last two years 
at Kentucky. Got his nice. degree from Kentucky. I didn't even listen. I listen. I don't understand what they had. The old dude. Uh, what is this? Uh, Josh. What's the name? Was his name Josh? Josh. Uh, he was a, a edge Josh rusher. Allen? Josh Allen. He was an edge rusher. And yeah. I'm like, did he play at the same time as him? No, Allen's younger, I believe. Yeah, this is crazy. What's so what's the standings now? Through three. Anthony. Bull, you have two. G, you have one. And Tyvis, you have a big old zero. Damn. Mm. All right, question four. Mm. Zero. Mike mm. Vick was the first quarterback Zadarius Smith sacked in the NFL. True or false? Damn, how long was Vick playing? False no matter what from Tyvis. This has worked for him in the past. Will it work again? Um, he used to play for the Ravens. He did the Ravens. The big play for the Steelers for a little bit, didn't he? I'm going false. I don't believe it. False is across the board. And you have three incorrect answers. Oh. His first NFL sack. Gee, your thought process was perfect. Was against Mike Vick when he played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. See, you gotta trust your soul, yeah. G. Bush. I forgot he played for. The I Steelers. forgot he played for yeah. the Steelers. Dang. <laughs> See, I'll be I, I forgot about after he went to the Jets. I kind of. Yeah, he played for the Steelers. Uh, did he play for the Jets before Pittsburgh, or was that after? I forgot he played for the Jets too. Yeah. I, I thought that's where I he went he after for the Jets too. I thought he played for Atlanta and then Philly, and that was it. Oh no, no. I I he did play for Pittsburgh. Yeah, and the Jets. Yep. All right. What's getting skunked? In? No one's ever been skunked in this game. Tyvis, you're halfway to getting skunked. I guess your paycheck next week if you get skunked. Happens to the best of us. <laughs> what, right, what, what, what happens if I don't get skunked? What you put? Well, nothing. If you go, if you oh, lose anyway, that, you just uh, lose. Why would you skunk? risk that? I, I put that on the line. Right, I, I want a dollar fifty. Zadari, fine, a dollar fifty. No, 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 no. Because you're not going to get skunked. No. Zadarius Smith is the only member of his family to ever play in the NFL. True or false? We including third cousins and fourth cousins. Why would he ask this question? <laughs> Why would he ask this Why would you ask this question? Oh, I'm saying. It's false. Because, <laughs> because it's false. I got to no, get no on the board. So no one give, me, is, give me a layup, McNuggets. No one says you're the only player. It's like, no. Tyvis has I, false. G has false. I think this is McNugget shenanigans. He's trying to get you to think that way. Both says true. The answer is false. Ah. His older brother, Bob, which Bob Smith is a hysterical. Let me out you. Wait, baby, I'm on the board. Let's go. And his cousin, Davern, D-A-V-E-R-N, played for the Giants. What's the, what's the stand? He has a brother named Bob Smith. That's yes. crazy. What's that the sounds brother? like some generic white what's dude the in St. Louis or something. All right, so Bull and G are sounds tied like at two. Tyvis, you're on the board with yeah. one. How many questions left? I believe we have three left. Oh, I can win this what thing. Is it? Three, three, one. <laughs> this is my. This no, about to be two, greater two, than the Cavs comeback. Two, two, one. Two, two, one was wow, three. This about to this be, be greater score than the Cavs comeback. Let's Damn. go. Next question. Darius Smith's only career interception came in a playoff game against the Seahawks in 2019. Tyvis is true. <laughs> this is false. It got to be false. I feel like Tyvis wrote that before even hearing the question. I, th I, I did write it. I think fair. this is false because I think he missed all of 2019. True no, he played false, for the Packers that year. One player on this panel Mike. will take a lead here. The answer with the completely incorrect thought process oh. is G. Bush. Dang. 
Yeah. He did play. He had two sacks in that game, but he has never had an interception. Wow. I'll take Zero that. career interceptions. That's All that matters it. is the W. It's the win. I'll take it. I mean, yesterday in my best bet, I said the Giants were going to do well because Alex Cobb was going to pitch well, and he didn't, but they still won. Still won. That's all that matters. <laughs> he has a one-point lead with two questions to go. Man, Question we, number seven. Awful. Steve? We don't know. In this. 2020, Zadarius Smith became the first Packers defensive player to be named an All-Pro since Clay Matthews Jr. True or false? I can't go go opposite of me. That's typically that should be the game plan. Tyvis says false. G. Bush is fading Tyvis and going true. Bulls going true, and y'all are correct. Fade Tyvis. That's the move of the day. <laughs> it is true. He was the Packers' first All-Pro defensive player. There we go. Since Clay Matthews Jr. Let's go. Which was means he, we are. Was he first team All-Pro? Let's go. Last question, Anthony. Give us a scorecard. All right, G's in the lead with four. Bull with three. Tyvis with a sad one. Let's go. My comeback has. We don't have over. a tiebreaker. Let's go. So Make if the... we get a tiebreaker, we'll come back and end the show and declare a champion. Make the last question worth four points. No. Are you guys ready? <laughs> question number eight. According to a GQ article, Zadarius Smith's nickname is Z. According to a what article? A GQ. False from Tyvis. That seems like a made-up name by a <laughs> white man. Somebody white said this. False I, I think from it's G. Untrue. Bull says true. If this is true, we will come back with a tiebreaker at the end of the show. Steve, let's see. Guys. Yeah! That is not a nickname. Z? Z! The Browns have tweeted it out every tweet with <laughs> Zadari Smith so far. Welcome to Cleveland, comma, Z. How's Z. it going, Z? Listen to this message from Z. So his nickname is Z. That was true or false. We're going to come back. We'll have a tiebreaker later in the show. Terrible. But All first, right. it is 12. Hey, that was fun. We didn't play that in a while. Second Tyvis. place, man. Tyvis, mm. you can't compete without Jay. I understand how you can't like, feel like your it's a arts, real game without it, it, Jay. You didn't even have your heart in it. Your uh, arch nemesis no. wasn't here. They yeah. like, bro, you, you send him a shout out. Hey, Jay, I miss you. Hey, boo, what you up to? Not much, just chilling. Jay, is it? Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.